0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of The Rant. Uh, I'm Liam, obviously, joined again by Mr. Zoricos. Um, so we're here to talk about, we're, you know, a couple days late, but we're here to talk about the December 12th game. Uh, Purdue t- took on the Sycamores of Indiana State, lovely Terre Haute, Indiana, uh, in Mackey Arena, Boilers won 80-68, which is good to get back in the win column. Uh, And honestly, a pretty encouraging matchup, you know, result overall. Uh, I think it's a good step back in the right direction after dropping the one to Miami in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Uh, I mean, I think the first thing you notice when you look at the game is the lineup.
1: Yeah, definitely uh, a new look. (laughs) For the, for the Boilermakers, with uh, Edie getting the start at center and Travion off the bench. Although, to be fair, he did record more minutes mm-hmm. than, uh, than Edie. Yeah,
0: I mean, but still, I mean,
1: Yeah, but still, you know, starting lineup in a bit of a new look. Same thing, Aaron Wheeler coming off the bench. Although, again, he did record more minutes than some of the, uh, mm-hmm. the starters, as did uh, Isaiah Thompson. But... I have to say, I, I kind of liked it. Uh, I, think, I think there are a lot of things that we can learn from that that we're going to go into later. First of all, just some general you know, team stuff. Uh, shot well, 55% yeah. from the floor. Which that's, is like, a, that's what that's you want. A, I mean,
0: that's a huge step for Because if you look at last season, you look at the first couple games this season, it's been a little all over the place. Last season, we shot pretty routinely 50% or below from the field this year you'd like to see some more consistency and and above 50% in a game is, is awesome. I mean, you you want that.
1: Especially against an opponent that like, not trying to be like mean, but like you go into knowing you have bigger personnel, better personnel, like Mm -hmm. being able to just put the ball in the hoop is what you want. Uh, 37.5% from three granted, not a lot of volume and a lot of that was Stefanovic, Mm. but still, uh, six for 16. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, and you look at That's the fine. and and you look at the roster. I mean, you you said six for sixteen. Stefano, was three of five. Gillis was one of one. Wheeler is one of three. You'll still take that. And so you, apart from Eric Hunter and Isaiah Thompson, I mean, the team shot fine from three. Is is a lot of it? A lot of that percentage is coming from, you know, Eric Hunter had a bad shooting game. Is just the, the easiest yeah. way to put it. So you like. You like the three points that number at, at essentially thirty eight percent, which is honestly a, still a pretty good clip.
1: Yeah, that's that's a great clip. Um, if you can do that on increased volume, that's that's in college, that's enough to be competitive. Oh, with anyone without in the a doubt,
0: without a doubt. And um, and really quickly before you keep going, you mentioned the lineup switch, right? Starting e starting Gillis over the. Uh, more senior players in Travion Williams and Aaron Wheeler this isn't this is not a new move uh, from from Matt Painter I mean you've seen it a bunch over the years you've seen it with Vince Edwards getting benched and Carson playing uh, in his early years you saw I mean last year you saw no get benched so it's not a new move from Painter part of it I think is uh, is to kind of let guys know, hey, we're playing guys that are going to perform. But also, I think since it's so early in the season, and like you said, not to be disrespectful, but Indiana State is is a bye game. It, uh, well, Let's call it what it is. They're a bye game for Purdue. Uh, I mean, you want to kind of use this game that you have a little bit more margin of error. Uh, you want to use this game to like experiment with different lineups, different combinations. So I think part of that is what happened here. Like you said, the two guys coming at the bench played a lot more minutes than the two guys that took their place in the starting rotation. So I think that's part of it. But I also don't think if you're a Purdue fan, I don't think you immediately go, Oh my gosh, he's benching Trayvon. He's benching Aaron Wheeler in game, in game six of the season. No, that's not what's happening.
1: Trayvon is still the best player on the team. Like let's just get that out. Yeah. Like let's just get (laughs) out there. Like he's the best player of the team, both from like a right now point. I mean, he is good player and also future prospect. Like he's the best player. That's Mm, just it.
0: mm -hmm. Anyway, continue with, what you were going i yeah. just wanted to so, insert
1: that uh the other thing is and i i harped on this a little bit last week got to the line i mean 21 free yes. throw attempts and that's the thing uh, that this
0: team hasn't done
1: yeah 21 free throw attempts um granted some of the guys who got to the line aren't the guys who i expect to get to the line and some of the guys who i would want to get to the line didn't but overall as a team 21 free throw attempts that's again for a college game like less minutes than an nba game also like the guard play usually isn't as good mm. so that's a that's a solid number of free throws we rebounded really well 40 versus 24 as to be expected with Two guys in double you know, figures both yeah,
0: the guys yeah. that got moved to the bench i mean
1: yeah and with a another seven footer you know on the team like that's what you want mm-hmm. uh 12 12 offensive boards that seems to be a theme with this purdue team they can just crack the offensive glass which i, I mean, mean hey that's when good. you have
0: travion williams who's statistically one of the like the highest percentage offensive rebounders in the country. I mean, yeah, that's to be expected. And and he is, I mean, one of the best rebounders in college basketball. So that's a trend that you'd certainly like to see.
1: Absolutely. And considering we had 22 assists, that's also, I mean, it's not, I'm not going to sit here and say that that's like the San Antonio Spurs, but that's pretty good uh, on 80 points to have 22 assists. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, blocked some shots in there. I think that has to do more with Indiana State than us. Uh, yeah. Some not so great things because it can't all be sunshine and rainbows. <laughs> yeah, not a great free throw shooting percentage. I mean, to be again,
0: you, you pointed out we got to the line a lot, but when you're hitting 67% from the line, again, it leaves like, a little bit to be desired. Yeah. You know, if you want to make that part of your a part of your game, getting to the line, yeah. you have to cash in, and that I mean. Uh, again, you look at the stats, you see five combined missed free throws from the big men, Edie and Williams. Other than that, you have two missed free throws across yeah. three players. So I mean, it's it, it's a thing that Travion in particular has struggled with uh during his time there. It's
1: so, the one part of his offensive so, game that's really missing. You know,
0: again, it leaves a little to be to to excuse me, leaves a little to be desired. I mean, you look at his last three years, freshman year, 51% from the line, sophomore year, 48% from the line, and this year he's about at 48% as well. So you'd like to see at least maybe an improvement to the last year, trend. still early. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, if Purdue wants to make this part of their game, you know, you want to contain the big men and you have to either stop them, which is hard to do when you've got a seven footer and Travion Williams, and if you can't stop him, you're going to send him to the line. If if we can't make free throws, I mean, teams are going to a Shack. Yeah, a Shack yeah. is going to you know rear its ugly head this season for Purdue, and and you know, in close games, that's going to matter big. Yeah,
1: especially because you look at it like Travion, he's not like what you would consider like a stretch forward. That dude plays inside uh, the paint, mm-hmm, yeah. So he's getting two free throws every possession basically, yeah. and if he's not hitting and ones, it's basically. Teams are going to happily hack a shack and just be like, well, he's basically only going to get one out of every two points mm-hmm. statistically. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, if we're going to play four guard lineups, or what I call like, you know, four perimeter lineups, mm-hmm. um, 16 threes has to be like 25. Yeah. And, and... If you're going to play like Virginia, you know what I mean? And you want to play four guys outside and just run screen and roll for shooters. I then... have,
0: I actually have a thought about that for this game in particular. I think this game in particular, because of the way, you know, Travion had been playing kind of a little bit slow out the gate. I think this game in particular, there was a big emphasis on like, get the ball down low. We're not going to shoot as many threes this game. We need to get Travion going. I mean, he had 30 points. He took almost 20 shots. I mean, I think it's pretty clear that was the game. Oh
1: yeah. They were trying to feed him. I mean, and
0: also on a team like that, or when you're playing a team like this, when there's more of a matchup issue, I mean, you exploit that as much oh, as you yeah, possibly absolutely.
1: can. The the one thing that really is going to stick out as a bit of an eyesore, like those other two things are kind of small because even the free throw thing, mm-hmm. like even the elite college teams are going to shoot maybe like low to mid-70s. Yeah. So like it's not like you're like wildly off. Um, 19 turnovers, turnovers against I Indiana State like, is I mean, ugly. And, well,
0: and especially when you look at it across the board, every, every single player that logged minutes in that game had at least one turnover. Right, and then you look at the guards. You got Brandon Newman three turnovers, Eric Hunter Jr. three turnovers, St- Sasha Stefanovic two turnovers, Ethan Morton three turnovers. I mean, especially for your guards, that cannot happen. That's, yeah, you you yeah. expect it from your bigs, right? Like I use the example of Caleb Swanigan, one of the best players Purdue's ever had. He had every aspect of his game was fantastic, except he turned the ball over a lot. And with bigs, you expect that in college. But with guards, it's really something that they're going to have to stir sure up. Because they've already had a 20 turnover game earlier this season. And that was against Clemson, right? Who press. Who play the press. Who yeah. are experienced. You know, they, they understand the, the game flow of college basketball. I'm not saying Indiana State doesn't. But I'm just saying the, the level of opponent is a lot different. And to have oh, 19 yeah. turnovers, I, I mean, it's a little sloppy. I mean, I'll give a little bit of credit to Indiana State's defense. You know, I can't sit here and say it was not anything that they did correctly, but I'm just saying 19 turnovers is is a number that they really are going to have to bring down. Um, Yeah,
1: and and the thing is, ideally, you want your assists to turnovers to be about two to one.
0: And right now, it's almost one.
1: (laughs) It's almost one to one, which is like it's not. That's that's ugly. Like that's really not good. And the thing is, if you're going to have a guy like you know, Eric Hunter, be your primary ball handler. And he seems to be the guy who's getting the most assists. Like, again, he had the most tonight. Um, You can't have that dude have issues with ball security. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And and the thing is, it's not even that Iowa State had a ton of steals. They only had seven steals, which, like, it's more than Purdue, which is another issue we're going to get to in a second. But still, that means you had what I'm going to call, like, unforced turnovers. You had 12 unforced turnovers. That's, like, something, like, you throw it to a big and, like, it ricochets off their hand and goes out of bounds. Oh, yeah. Or, like, yeah. you commit, I mean, like, an offensive foul or something. Like, that's the stuff that has to get cut out. And I
0: think all teams struggle with that early in the season. Some yeah. chemistry, some new guys, right? You know, stuff like that. But you also have to realize that, you know, some of these things are just so unforced that it's, it's you know, as, especially if I'm Matt Painter, just, like, it really, it's got to drive him nuts that, like... Yeah. Some things that it's like, well, we didn't necessarily work on that or we don't necessarily practice it all the time, but it's like, ah, it sounds like, you know, old man yells at cloud, but like fundamentals, it's just, it, they're so small, but it really can just it, kill yeah. your momentum uh, in a season. So, I mean, if you, if you look at it, like, again, we're not like, we're trying as hard as we can
1: to like not disrespect Indiana State, but like when you compare it to Clemson, like that's hmm. an ACC team that presses the ball and like, if you're trying to be a tournament team, if you're trying to especially in the Big Ten this year, which is like so deep, there are teams that have good defensive guards. Oh, like yes. just to put it bluntly. Oh, yes. And and there are gonna be teams that at your own three point line are gonna put a dude on your ball handler and say, like, let's go. Yeah. Like the, the whole like oh slap the floor thing, you know <laughs> what I mean? Where it's like you
0: slap the yeah. floor and say let's go. <laughs> like there are gonna be teams that do that. Oh, yeah. I mean without right? doubt. and that's just the way the Big Ten is played i will say the other the other thing that i noticed in the produced stat line that kind of jumps out as me not necessarily a problem but it's it raises a question mark brandon newman played 15 minutes didn't attempt a shot um yeah i was gonna which, get to that i mean for a guy who's coming off a 20 point plus game it just it's it's curious to it's me weird. like he yeah. didn't even attempt a shot so that is interesting um I don't necessarily know the reason behind it, but he did have four assists, so he was moving the ball around. I, you know, he was driving the ball well the first couple games, so I would still expect him to do that. So, just an interesting um, part of the stat sheet. Uh, I don't really know, you know, what to think of that, or if I'm looking in too deep. But getting I, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say getting to the to the defensive yeah, I mean side of the team per- ball a little Perdue's bit. Purdue's defense. I will say, their in x ex- their at their their perimeter defense needs to to step up step up a little bit. Their interior defense. I mean, they had eight blocks in that Yeah, game. I mean, yeah, they had, and I don't want to read in too much to it because you know of the matchup difference, but I mean, eight blocks is eight blocks. You'll take that. Aaron yeah. Wheeler had four of them. I mean,
1: yeah, fantastic. I mean, I think it helps that Aaron Wheeler is probably the height of their center, but yeah. Um, <laughs> I think the three three steals against again a team that like you just expect your guards to just like walk on them basically and like impose their Ooh. will on the game. It's just again like what do you what is what's gonna happen when you're playing against you know some of these premier guards that the Big Ten has. You know Ohio State has a couple of really really strong guards. Michigan State is always gonna have one or two guards that are really really skilled, and if you can't be stripping the balls from from you know Indiana State guards like. When you're getting into those premier Big Ten matchups, you basically you don't want your your defensive strategy to be like, well, let's just let him in the paint and hope that our big men kind of do something mm. about it. Like, that's
0: not a recipe for success. Yeah. I mean, uh, per, I, I'm trying to find an example, but I feel like just from my own memory in the last couple of seasons, Purdue really hasn't had a, a player that's like I, a side of No Jelly Eastern. They haven't had a player that's truly like an irritant that get in your face, like I will steal the ball from you. We've had people like you know Carson Edwards, Dakota Mathias, people like that who jump passing lanes really well and they get steals that way. But I don't really feel like we have a player on that team that's like that. I mean, Eric Hunter last year showed signs of being the guy that's gonna like body you up and you know and force the ball out of your hands, not just jump the passing lane. But I just feel like. Again, he's only played two games, so you know I'm not gonna read too much into his play, but but the whole team in general, I just feel like the guards there isn't as much like you know hand checking. I guess that's yeah. because it's you know get, it gets called nowadays. So I, I I don't know, but it just seems like the perimeter defense is kind of like almost the equivalent of like a no doubles defense in baseball. It's like all right, we're gonna not overcommit. We're just yeah. gonna like you know, stay close and hope you don't make a shot, essentially. That's that's how I feel, at least. And I think if you, if you
1: look at, like, some of the really successful, you know, college backcourts that have, you know, at uh, Villanova, at Gonzaga, even at Duke for a while, they always had that one dude who kind of played, like, what you described, like, the Steph Curry defense, where it's like, yeah, I get two and a half steals a game, but it's kind of because I jump passing lanes and not really because I'm, like, stripping the ball. Mm-hmm. But they always had that other dude who maybe was, like, overshadowed a little bit because usually it's the guy who's offensively maybe not as great, but he takes the toughest assignment on defense. Yeah. Who was like, I'm going to make this pass as difficult for you as possible. So even if I don't record a steal, the pass is either going out of bounds yeah. or my guy who plays the Steph Curry defense is going to, you know, grab it and go. Exactly. Exactly. That's, I mean, that's what Clay Thompson does, right? If yeah. we're going to use the example of the Warriors, like he's that on ball guy who's taking, you know, your Russell Westbrooks, your Chris Pauls, like your best ball handler on the other team. Yeah. And that was No Gel Eastern last year
0: for Brazil. Yeah. That
1: was No Gel Eastern. And he's. You know, his irritance is making those passes a little bit more erratic so that the other guys
0: who you're kind of hiding a little bit can just kind of jump it and go. Exactly, exactly. And we just and don't, we don't have that. We don't have that not even close to the same amount as, as we did last year. Really quick, I said earlier, Trayvon Williams leads uh, Big Ten in offensive rebound percentage. Um, he's He is leading offensive rebound percentage uh, with about 20% this year, and he's also leading the Big Ten in defensive rebound percentage at about 35% this year. So, I mean, the man's beast. Yeah, I and mean, we I think, <laughs> we I think until,
1: until you play Iowa, he's going to be the best big man in every matchup.
0: I mean, and, and
1: Ma- yeah, at least I- the I best agree. collegiate style big man. Maybe yes. not the best like NBA style big man, but the best collegiate style big man until you play Iowa in every matchup. I mean, without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, he
0: shot 13 of 18. 30 points, that's 11 boards. very great. Yeah. Six offensive, five defensive. I mean, for a college big man, that's about as yeah. good as it gets. I In 29 minutes, too. Let me also include that. That is important. And, and know, I'm, another important stat on his sat line that I'm going to point out that is actually huge, he only had one foul. Travion yeah. Williams currently is first in the Big Ten in fouls with so 21. So he had 20 fouls in his first five games. So he's about about four game and he had one against indiana state so i mean would love for that for that trend to continue yeah Yeah. it's not i know all right it's not but would love if that continued even if he even if he's averaging two and a half fouls per game yeah i will live with that i will live with that
1: and i mean 13 fouls as an entire team like that means on average like you're barely if at all even getting into bonus yeah and i get it that's some of it's the matchup but still like you if you can the less fouls you can give up the better like to <laughs> put it brutally right Yeah, like, I mean, <laughs> it sounds when you put it like that it sounds that, dumb when but like
0: when you, when you put it like that i mean i i see where you're coming from you know but uh it, yeah i mean it's again like we said a good performance again you you don't want to read too into it too much into it because it's a non-conference team it's a bye game but at least back in the win column before they have to go you know face their either they start to go into the meat of their schedule soon and i mean they at this point you need some momentum and, and a win is momentum
1: and you know what i mean i'm gonna be the first to to comment on it because i kind of banged on them a little bit last week this is the shot selection or closer to the shot selection that you want from Aaron Wheeler. Yes. Right? He was four for seven from the field, one for three from three. Like if on that volume, if you're only taking three threes a night and you're hitting one out of every three, I'm not thrilled about it, but I'm not like mad at you either. But, and yeah. that means you're three from four from two. That's where you need to be making your money. And like you're six, nine is- with bounce, like go dunk on people. <laughs> and that's here's exactly the thing. what you It's want. like
0: 10 points from Aaron Wheeler. I don't know how to phrase this. Ten points from Aaron Wheeler is like, on like a scale, Fine. on like a scale that's like, I don't know how to say this. I don't know how to put it. Double his career average. No, but I'm just so saying, I'm you know, ten it. points from Aaron Wheeler is like exactly the amount of points you that need you Aaron want. Wheeler to get every yeah. every night, right? Like if you get ten points from Aaron Wheeler in addition to the rest of the lineup operating the way it is, that is a recipe for success. Like that yes. will only end well if Aaron Wheeler is at double digits. If I can have if
1: I can have Aaron Wheeler averaging 10 points a game on above 50 percent from the floor, I don't care how bad he shoots from three because it means he's shooting such low volume that it's not affecting his overall shooting splits, Hmm. which I'm okay with. And maybe it's that, you know, he has to be that guy who comes off the bench and just crushes
0: second units of opponents. Yeah, I mean... And it, you know what? Hey, Maybe that's his thing. Hey, it you know? works for Vince Edwards. It, it worked yeah. for Vince Edwards. And Vince yeah. Edwards, had his uh, senior season, I mean, he had a great year when he moved to the bench. And, and made the
1: NBA off of it. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean... <laughs> I mean... I, I,
0: I agree with you that I think that could be his spot, right? I, I mean...
1: Because you're, you're putting him in there, you know... Against maybe a guard that's a little bit smaller or a big that's a little bit slower. And like you know, it doesn't matter that he's not the most skilled player in the world. Because mm-hmm. when you're giving him a good matchup, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. You know, maybe well, it's his first unit goes up,
0: his confidence goes up if he's exactly. going against, you know, the second unit of a team. That that can only be good if yeah. his confidence is going up. Rough night for Isaiah Thompson though. I mean tough night. Yeah. Tough yeah. night at work. It, it, you know, obviously, it's not really a way to sugarcoat it. It wasn't a good shooting night. He didn't make a basket. But, again, a player like Isaiah Thompson, like, it, it, all he, he is a scorer. So, I don't really yeah. think it's going to yeah. rattle him. Yeah. He has him. to shoot himself out of it. That's I, the I don't think to... it's going to rattle him at all. I mean, yeah. he played 27 minutes. His 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 rotation spot is pretty solidified. Assured. yeah. So, I, I really don't think there's, you know, a reason to look into it too much. I really don't. But, um,
1: and if we can stick with this nine-man rotation, I mean, I'm pretty sure that's going to be... Pff,
0: I think like, the nine-man rotation is going to be... Uh, once Jaden Ivey, co- Ivey comes back, it'll be it'll, the be, ten a ten man, man. it'll be a 10-man yeah. rotation. But other than that, I don't really see anything changing in this in the, yeah. in the guys who play, at least off the bench. Yeah, it'll probably be Jaden Ivey so, taking
1: so, a little bit of Morton's
0: minutes, and that'll be the... Uh, I could yeah... It'll be it. Re- it will be interesting to see how they divvy up those minutes. Because yeah, I think
1: some some of Morton's minutes and some of Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas's minutes yeah, are going to be, be like 3 and off the
0: bench. Yeah, because once Jaden Ivey comes back, that that does just add a little bit more punch to the lineup, which you know yeah. I, is welcome. I'm I'm happy to yeah to see that. And and I think that this this
1: happen. also gives you flexibility. Like having obviously, like I do think Zach Eady has to get to the point where he can play. Probably like twenty minutes. Eighteen minutes, yeah. I was gonna say eighteen to twenty-one minutes a night. um But having those two like traditional forwards, and then also you can kind of like fake Aaron Wheeler as a four. Yeah, I mean at I least, can least flex gives you three I mean exactly. You
0: look at the lineup. You have essentially you have Travion, Edie, and you have Wheeler that you can play at the five in college, oh, like, right? Like yeah. like Aaron Wheeler can be a flex five in college. Right. But then you have at the four, you could play Travion, Wheeler or Mason Gillis. Right. So you can you have three potential centers, you have three potential forwards. So that offers you a lot of flexibility, you know,
1: and you can even play four guards if you really want to. If you really want to, because like a Kentucky or something like that, you've
0: got you've got Ivy Ivy, and you've got Morton who are like bigger guards or like six, you know, six, four, six, five, six, six around there. So like you could flex in a guard at a four if you wanted to and just play super which is small the more modern style. Yeah, to play. you could play yeah. super small. Which again, I'm sure we'll see something like that over the course of the season. Yeah, Matt Painter does like to mess around with lineups. I don't know how how much we'll see it over the next month because the next six games for Purdue are against 20 ranked Iowa, against Notre Dame who just beat Kentucky, against yep. three yeah. Iowa, against Maryland who's. They're not ranked, but Maryland always kind of and is... And Ohio State. Maryland always is like a... You know, they just they just kind of find a way to be competitive. So, I mean, Maryland's Maryland. You've got 19-ranked Rutgers, and you've got 13-ranked Illinois. So, I mean, you've got six very, very difficult games over the next month for Purdue. So, I mean, yeah. I would... And say, very different teams, also. Yeah. Very I mean, different styles of teams. Yes. Very different. So, it, I mean... I don't want to say this is a crucial six-game period for Purdue, but it but is. It a is. And, game and it's, I hate saying that with you know six games into the season, but it's just the the way the schedule falls. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the scheduling. It's the you know Big Ten before break that they they started doing a, a few years ago, and, and and one non-conference game against a good Notre Dame team. Um and the Big 10 is just rough this I mean, like, the Big 10 is deep. So there aren't many I, I would easy argue games. it might be the best conference in the country. I, I not if not
1: at the top end but definitely like in the top to mid it's it's so stacked. Like you look at how I'm many sorry, Big 10 if teams. if anybody are ranked argues right
0: now, that the Big 10 isn't the, the best conference in college basketball like, this I don't want to hear that. I just I'm sorry yeah, I'm not, I'm not to hear here that. for it because yeah. I said it in the last uh basketball recap if you look at the ACC this year right you look at the traditionally good teams in that conference. You look at Virginia who will be better than they were last year. Right. I think they'll win yeah. the conference. Then you look at UNC and you Dame. look at Duke and they're, they're still good, but you look at the teams compared to the ones they've had in the last couple of years. I think they are a little bit less impressive on paper, at least than yeah. the ones in past years. So I I think, I I think Notre Dame is a sleeper to win that. conference. I think Notre Dame, I mean, Notre Dame always is because Mike is a great coach, but yes, but and they always just
1: play well as a team.
0: Yeah. They, I, I, just think the Big Ten is the deepest conference, so I just don't think there's going to oh, be yeah. many easy games. So I, I mean, it sounds cliche, but every single one matters, especially the, the ones at the top. You know, the, against the top, the, top teams. The other thing I'm
1: going to urge to to Purdue fans is that, like, keep in mind, I think seven or eight Big Ten teams are making the tournament. So don't like, oh yeah, cry, you know, and think the season is over if we drop one or two games. Because you never know with a team like this. I mean, this, the last couple of could...
0: years, almost you know, almost double-digit Big Ten teams have made the tournament. The yeah. last Couple of years because it's and, and so. And the Big Ten is stronger
1: even. this year than it's ever been. Like yeah.
0: It is so loaded this year. Oh yeah, I, I would agree. And I mean, again, it's a young team, so there's going to be growing pains. There's gonna. It's just that's the way it's going to happen, and, and uh, we're going to try and not be, you know, too. You know, quick to jump ship Extreme or to missed, jump yeah. on ship. You know, we're gonna we're gonna take each game with a grain of salt. So, I mean, the next game, like I said, is uh, against 20 ranked Iowa or not Iowa. Ohio State Ohio, State, Ohio State, Ohio State, oh, it, it's I Iowa's number day. three. It's been a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Ohio State, 20 ranked Ohio State. That's the one. Um, and uh, you can be, Mackie, we'll be there but, after that. But uh, you know, no fans. So that's the other. Got to got to preserve
1: game. that three and Mackie Mackey record right
0: now. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, I'm I'm curious to see that game because Ohio State has great guard play. players. Yeah, so, some real I mean, players. On that so you team. look at the Indiana State game, and the guards were kind of the a little bit of the low point for the for the for the Boilermakers. So it's gonna be a big game because the guards are gonna have to yeah. step up. And um, they got some NBA level guards on that Ohio State team. So you're gonna it's it's gonna be interesting to watch. I, I'm, I'm yeah. looking forward to it. It's gonna be entertaining. So, uh, yeah, I mean we'll. We'll have our reaction to, you know, to that game and the recap and whatnot. Um, Hopefully the day after that, Thursday. So um, we'll uh, stay tuned for that. Yeah, we'll, we'll wrap this one up here and we'll see you in the next one.